Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you like what you're hearing right now? Then be sure to check out VOC Nation. Whether it's on VOCNation.com or your favorite podcast provider, VOC Nation offers the greatest in live and on-demand content, great interviews, and incredible insight from those who have lived the business. Seven days a week, VOCNation.com. And don't forget to check us out on Twitter at VOCNation. The Lyrical Miracle, the sexual, intellectual, the cunning linguist, and the quintessential stud muffin. Joel, my schlong is like a baby's arm, like a baby up in your mama's womb. And she loves it when we're listening to In the Room. Keep listening and have yourself an eargasm. Network. God, it feels like it's been years, but I am so excited to be back with all of you once again. It's like been one hiccup after another, but we're back. We're back. It's the new time slot, and uh, yeah, I, 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 I mean, I'm excited. I, I feel like it's about an hour and a half earlier than usual, which I guess it is technically. Uh, <laughs> Brady Hicks here. Uh, the number to call in tonight, 914-338-1885. Uh, let's go on to the panel. We have with us returning Maniac Macbrim. What's going on, Matt? 
Oh, it's good to be back, Brady. Good to be back. It's been too long. It's been way too long. It's like every single week there was something. And, and uh, by the way, not for nothing, um, maybe I'll get us in trouble with the provider. But you know what? We pay a lot of money to this provider. So screw Blog Talk Radio for the issue that we had a couple weeks ago. Screw them. I, I, I mean it. I, I, I really am about fed up with them. Uh, but it is what it is, of course. Uh, also joining us, we have Howard Morgan. What's going on, Howard? How you doing, brother? What, what's going on, guys? Yeah, I, I agree with Matt. I think it, it just feels like it's been way too long. Like it's been feels like months since we've all been together. Yeah. yeah well, I, I guess it has in a way, right? Did we even do a show in October? Maybe like very early on. Kind of feels I, like I don't did, know. But yeah, I I I mean I I remember a couple of years ago we um we went on a hiatus of like six weeks because we had to uh, upgrade some of the equipment here in the home studio, so this probably paralleled that. But for those that stayed with us, stayed loyal, thank you. Uh, we did of course try to throw other programming on VOC Nation to make up for the fact that we haven't been able to record uh, between. Our issues with this cast. I know WCW Retro. Howard, you had a bunch of stuff going on in your personal life as well. So there were some missed episodes there. Um, but picking up the slack, I got to say, first of all, uh, thank you to Top Rope Radio. Uh, those guys came back probably about the time when we went on hiatus. And they've been having a weekly show ever since, which has been great to uh, to kind of see that on the feed. Uh, Rock and Roll Union returned as well. So the troops are starting to come back little by little, which is really a great thing. Now I hope the listeners do as well. I really do. Uh, because that is a concern anytime you take a break of this kind of magnitude, especially when you've got some uh... – well, Matt, let's be honest. They're very special listeners, very special. So they are. you worry sometimes. Yeah, You worry sometimes because they're special, like, Maybe they don't feel so special if uh, if if I'm not available for them to call on any given and, Tuesday and let, for. We can't have that. Go ahead, Hart. Yeah, exactly. And, and let's exactly. face it, so, some of our some of our listeners are more special than others. I mean, I don't want to assign levels of special specialty, <laughs> um, but yes, yes, you're absolutely right. So here's the plan. Um, we're going to do a show this week. We're going to do a show next week. We're going to try and be on the air every week through the end of December. And, of course, at the end of December, we know what happens. It's that magical time of the year, the drunken episode. Looks like it's going to fall on December 26th, which is the day after Christmas. Uh, it's a Tuesday night, so uh, hopefully that works out. Drunken episode should be interesting because I'll have less time to kind of Prepare if you understand what I'm talking about, Matt. <laughs> I have no idea what you mean. I just mean, because I, I have until 9 o'clock to um, set the pace for the evening, if you will. And uh, now it's going to be 7.30, so uh might have to bleed over into my personal life a little, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, I got nothing <laughs> so there's going to be yeah so anyway that that's the plan so December 26th is the uh, drunken episode of In the Room uh, I also 
kind of promised a bunch of returns and stuff like that when we jump to the 7.30 time slot. Uh, I'm not sure that it's going to work out for this week, but that is kind of the, the plan, kind of moving forward. We did talk with Maestro, I will say that. Uh, so Maestro um, is still getting his personal life in order. It sounds like his health is doing a lot better. He's actually – we have like a, a showroom chat that we all kind of communicate on. And Stroh's been pretty much a regular on that for the last few weeks, which is great to see. So I think things are slowly coming around for him. I'm really hoping that within the next month or so we'll be able to get him back on the air. That's just me projecting, though. I don't know if that's actually going to happen. Uh, and I've reached out to uh, Derek McDonald, who uh, the 7.30 time slot worked a lot better for him as well. So I'm hoping we'll be able to get some more Derek in the air. I, I, I love me some Derek. That sounds disgusting, but I do. I, I really do. Um, so hopefully hopefully we can do that. Um, and Kathy tonight, I mean, her head has been spinning. God bless her with everything going on with her with her house, with her uncle, with the holidays coming up. So uh, I gave her a much-needed night off, even though she basically has had the last three months off. <laughs> but it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, so here we are. Uh, 914-338-1885 is the number to call in. Um, like I said, there's been so much going on in wrestling. Um, I feel kind of like Cody Rhodes in a way, but uh, Matt, I'll start with you. Uh, anything? Uh, you know, uh, what do you guys want to talk about, you know? Uh, I mean, there's so much. Hangman Page and Swerve Strickland. <laughs> oh, my God. Hangman Page and Swerve Strickland. I saw Jim Cornette commented on it. I, I can't wait to see what he said. Um, I'm sure it's hilarious. Uh, intense. Is that safe to say? Yeah, yeah, oh, my was, God. Intense, yeah. yeah. Intense is a good word. Yeah. Okay. I think Swerve is a made man now. I think so, yeah. Um, I was I was really happy for him to see that he went there because he was one of those guys on NXT where he was never really going to get that shot to move to the next level. WWE, like, one of the things that I loved about WWE during the Attitude Era, Matt, was, like, it felt like anybody could come in there, and if they got over the right way, they could go all the way to the top. You know, there were no, like... There, there were no weight limits. There were no, like, you know, people weren't, like, categorized and just kind of left there to squander. Um, nowadays, Can I think I they're left to squander. Can I give you a question example of that? Uh, please, please. D'Lo Brown. Yeah. D'Lo Brown yeah. came in as, like, the the fourth and least important member of the Nation of Domination. And, like, he got over with that stupid chest protector gimmick when he was injured, that he, that he would use the yep. flag splash. To and what did they call him? They called him the Eurocontinental Champion when he was holding both of those belts <laughs> at the same time, like, right. two years later. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Who would have thought, you know, right. as, the, as the guy who was basically the one who held the ropes for everybody else, that he would have hit the level that he did. Yep. And I think if he had stuck around and maybe found a way to reinvent himself again, he probably would have even hit the next tier. Because everybody from the Quite nation awesome. like got over like gangbusters, you know? Yeah. I mean, yep. 
Mark Mark Henry won a world title. If you would have told me that any time between 1996 and 1999, I never would have believed you. But <laughs> right? he did. He, he did. did. I personally, I had thought he peaked with sexual chocolate. You know, it gets better, folks. It gets better. So, yeah. So I I'm really happy for Swerve. I I thought that was uh, an an incredibly intense match. Uh, AEW. Lately, the only thing that bugs me about them is I feel like they have a major announcement every week, and their major yeah, announcements yeah, do, usually aren't that major. Stop doing that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I do wish they would knock that but off. It, but it's cool. It's fine. I, I I understand what they're doing. They're trying to to capture that audience who maybe is considering tuning in. You know, because WWE is not on that night. I I get that. That's fine. But. Yeah, no, I I think AEW has been amazing. I, it's been on fire. I I saw a, a meme recently, um, and it had Ric Flair, Sting, and Edge on it, and it said, you know, meet the new faces of AEW. And I feel like that's not really fair. First of all, Flair's not wrestling. Second of all, Sting is really only going to have one more match before he's done. Uh, Adam Copeland, yeah, you it. just signed him to a pretty lucrative deal because he can still go, you know? He, he's going to be wrestling for a while with those guys. And and it's great. He's got all these new opponents and everything. Um, you know, I, I, I don't think I, – I, I'm not willing to put AEW on that level where people were putting WCW back in the day where they're just recycling all these old stars. Yeah, they'll bring them in. But the real stars are the homegrown guys, you know, by and large. Yeah. You know, MJF, yep. Kenny Omega, Hangman. I, I'll, I'll even give you Swerve because WWE didn't really do much with Swerve. I think Swerve is a rare example. I, a lot, I, I think a lot of the guys that, that WWE let go, that AEW picked up, haven't really worked out as well as the people who left WWE willingly and went to AEW have worked out. But Swerve yeah. seems to be like an example of where of, of that not happening, where he's a guy who was let go, probably was undervalued, um, and came in and, and found his niche and knocked it out of the park. And I'm I'm glad to see that he's hasn't slipped through the cracks because when they when they paired him with Keith Lee in that tag team, I was afraid that when that ended, Keith Lee was going to be the one who kept going and Swerve yeah. was going to just yeah. kind of be forgotten. And I'm, I'm kind of, I mean, I hesitate to say glad, but I, like, I'm, I'm happy that the opposite is what happened, um, and, and that Swerve has gotten, you know, the kinds of opportunities that he has. And he, I mean, every opportunity he's had, he's knocked it out of the park. Sure, sure. Uh, his matches have been incredible. And on top of that, um, the character work, the stuff that they're doing with him, yeah. like uh, Nana. Like, I, I you know, I, <laughs> I, I was watching Nana dance tonight. It's, the whole thing is just amazing. Yeah, it's great. Um, I, think, I think Keith Lee... You know, you talk about Keith Lee. I think he's going to have to step up, man. He's going to have to do something different than he's been doing for the last five years. He's going to have to or he's going to get lost in the shuffle. And and that's a good thing that, like, 
AEW is that kind of an environment where it's encouraging you to constantly like step up your game or get left behind. Um, yeah. I was talking, for example, I think the last time we were on the air, and this will kind of give you a gauge for how long it's been. Um, I was talking about Tony Storm, who like oh when she left WWE, I thought she was done. Yeah, I, I mean, I figured she'll go to AEW or whatever, but you know. I never expected much more than, like, a part-time. I figured she'd be like the bunny, who, by the way, got released. They're starting to release a lot of their originals um, because their roster's so big. I, again, I think that's a good thing. It, it gives other people a chance to step up and uh, people a chance to move on. But Tony Storm has, like, reinvented herself in such a way that she's gotten so over. I, I think it's amazing. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com this episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. That gimmick, that like 1940s Hollywood <laughs> starlet gimmick, is so yep. perfect for her, and she is so like, she is so on point with everything that she's doing with it. It's been great. Yeah, yeah. You know, the other day Kelly was having a hard time, and I told her to keep her chin up and her tits out, and uh, yeah. didn't go over so well. <laughs> <laughs> Watch for the shoe. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. I love it. Uh, what do you think about AEW, Howard? Let's get you involved. I, 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 I think they're they're trending the right way. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. just a little concerned on how long can they keep it up? Like, what is their sustainability? You know. Um, and again, I I I, I hope they. I hope they can, and I hope they do it for, you know, a long time because I think, you know, going back to the Monday Night Wars, I mean, it was early on, you know, it was a a decent wrestling product overall. And I think that's what's missing now is, you know, Triple H and even McMahon before before that. There's really – they viewed it as no competition. And I think if they continue to do that, you know, AEW has – you know, such a huge opportunity to kind of, I don't want to say overtake them because I think they're just a juggernaut, but really kind of give them a, a good run for their money for, for a lot of years. As long as it's, you know, they kind of keep it fresh, they kind of keep reinventing people and and keeping the, the stories, you know, fresh and, and new and exciting and watchable. Sure. Um, it's interesting. Um, because I, I, I guess it was um, Collision, I guess, got preempted on Saturday, and they did a special Friday episode, and it got dis- 
destroyed by SmackDown. I don't yeah, have the numbers yeah, in front of me, but that that's what I was reading. It got destroyed. Like, um, I, I I think so. Here's how AEW handles this. Okay, I I think they need to realize they don't need to acknowledge it, but I think they need to realize that WWE is the number one show, and it is going to take a massive effort for them to be perceived on the same level. I mean, a massive effort. We're talking more than just signing a bunch of stars because I don't think they have that degree of exposure that WWE has. Um, But to me, one of the biggest mistakes that they've made the last couple years is trying to take shots at WWE, you know, trying to place themselves on – yeah, they, they, they need to stop placing themselves on that same level and let the fans say that they're on the same level. Let the fans decide that, not not Tony Khan or, like, Chris Jericho or whoever. Let let the fans – don't worry about WWE. There's no reason they should be mentioning WWE. I, I know the old adage is, like, you know, if you're number two, it's okay to talk about number one. We've seen it so many times in the past where that was true. Uh, but I think in AEW's case, the best thing they can do is just focus on doing the best show they can do, especially now that they're – bordering on overexposed with the large number of talent that they have and the number of shows that they have. They they technically have almost as much – it might even be more at this point, actually, than WWE, time, like actual time slots. You know, it's two, four, or five. What's WWE? Uh, three, five, six, so seven. So, uh, so it's – I mean, it's close, you know. Five hours of TV is an awful lot to fill every week, especially when you go yes. to do the pay-per-view when it's four hours. So. I'm kind of at a point where I feel like Collision's an unnecessary show. Collision or Rampage? Both. I would it, Honestly, yeah. what I would rather see them do is like keep Rampage but make it a little bit more important and just get rid of Collision entirely. I'd be all right with it, that. It's, I mean, to me, it's it's one of those things where it's just like, and I, you know, I'm being a little bit selfish here when I say this, but it's, I I have other hobbies that are not pro wrestling, and I don't want to spend no, all of no. my free time every week feeling like I have to engage in pro wrestling because not, I don't want to do that. Um, one of yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. No, that that's the long and short. Of it, yeah. What one of the worst feelings in the world for me is like. When I have to go away for work, and I don't get to watch wrestling because I only watch wrestling while I'm sitting at my desk at work. That's the only time I put it on because most of the time it's too boring to just sit through all this content. So they have a captive audience for eight hours a day. Do you know what I mean? So I I have it on in the background while I work, and it's, it's great, you know. I'm not studying everything, but I have a really good idea of what's going on. But when I go away for a week or whatever, and I come back, Matt, and there's like, Two Raws, two NXTs, two SmackDowns, two Dynamite. It's awful, you know. It's like all this content, and I just can't keep up. I just can't keep up with it all. Um, I said this a while ago, and I'm sure that there's like TV contract reasons why they're not doing this. But I would get rid of Collision, and I would make Rampage the Ring of Honor show. One hour a week with all that talent. Because it's like a whole other roster that they have there. Including now Ronda yeah. Rousey, who made an appearance on the last one. Like, it's insane. 
And yeah, I, I, I think I less is more. Not, I, I think three hours is perfect for them. If their roster is too big for a three hour for three hours of content between the two shows, then I think we need to start making hard decisions. Believe me, somebody else will step in and fill that void with all that talent out there. You know, there's going to be other promotions. Absolutely. So that that's where I'm at with it. You know, and WWE has the same problem. Their roster right now is like bigger than WCW's was at its heyday, and they let go like 20 people in the last like two months, and it's still like huge. Yeah, it's just, it's too much. Yeah. Things need to change a little bit, you know. Um, and I know it's like a recurring theme. I talk about it every time I hop on the air, but it's true. It's true. Um, you need to be able to let Hangman Page and Shane Strickland, Swerve Strickland, sorry. You need to be able to let that match breathe. When yeah. you're following it up with some hokey segment right after, it's like, you know, people need to be given a chance to, like, really appreciate something. And... They can't really appreciate it if you're on to the next thing the second that it's over. This is where ECW was masterful, by the way. I, I, I thought when I would watch an ECW show, they didn't have segments per se. Did you ever notice that? It would be like you'd have like maybe you start out a show with with a talking segment, or you start out the show with a match. But either way, the result of that. It would lead into the next segment. So, like, you know, Sandman's talking, then he gets attacked. Then they have a match. Then that match is over, and somebody else comes out and attacks somebody else that's already in the ring. And it was like one thing led to another. But it was like, while it was like a crash style, they let you, like, really appreciate each thing that was happening. It wasn't just like, boom, unrelated thing to the back. You know what I mean? It was like they... They just hit each thing very hard. That came out wrong, but you know what I mean. They they hit everything yeah. very hard. No, it, it, yes. So, <sighs> all right. Let's take a caller. How's that sound? We're going to open things up, and we're going to go to Rat Boy in Trenton. Lucky, yeah. Gobble, what's going on, man? We missed you. It's Gobble uh, Gobble Week. What's up, brother? Happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there. Are you handling the giblets? No. Okay. You making some uh, sweet eat, potato I, pie? Way, I, I, at least I'll be home this Thanksgiving because we got a big Thanksgiving party here in the big building here. And I'm going to break the news right now, okay? I'm okay. breaking the news. This Thursday night at 9 o'clock, the show show will be on Thanksgiving night. Forget that football. Come and come tune in with us. Me and Howard Moore. Now, have, have, you, have you cleared this with the boss, man? He asked me. And I'm breaking <laughs> okay. the news. We're doing a show. We're doing a Survivor okay. Series show. We're doing a survival It sounded a little presumptuous. Howard, I can't think of another way I'd rather spend my Thanksgiving than on the phone with Rat Boy. 
Well, I, you know, I, ideally we'll try to keep it rat boy free, but sometimes, you know, you know how rats are. They get in everywhere. So no matter how much as you try to keep them out, they're going to get in. Yeah, that, that, we, I was going to say. We are I, doing I talk, a show Thursday I, night. Okay, yeah, I talked to my exterminator, and he said the same thing. Like, you know, rats, buck, cockroaches, whatever. Like, you can never really get rid of them because they're going to find a way in your house. It's a matter of killing them as soon as they get there. Right. Wait a minute. I'm not in in your house. I'm in the room with Brady Hicks. <laughs> All right, boy. Now, I had to ask you, Rat Boy, and I'm sure you played a part in this. But, um, we've been gone for a little while now, and I noticed that kind of in our absence, you know, you, you know, you know, Matt, like you, um, you know how like you don't treat a pool and it starts to get like its own kind of foliage and the water turns green and it's like, yeah. the, you get like the slime along. That's if you don't take, now I haven't been taking care of VOC Nation probably since early October. And in my absence, you know, we see like, for example, like top rope radio kind of sprout out along the walls there. Yeah. Bad boy. <laughs> How much of Top Rope Radio is your doing, having those guys back? Actually, put it this way. John calls me, okay? John Hogan calls me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, there's really nothing going on down here, you know. I want to know if I can bring back my show. Ask Brady Hicks. I asked you. You said okay. And that's how it was. Nice. Hey, what's not to love? The only guy that almost got me sued. And, and, to, and talking <laughs> about Top that. Rope Radio. Let's bring him back. Talking about, <laughs> yeah. talking about Top Rope Radio, we'd be on tomorrow night at 9 o'clock. Right here on the VOC Nation. Tomorrow night. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I, I, I saw that you guys are kind of moving forward with that, and that's great. Yeah. Uh, everybody yeah. needs to tune in. That's at 9, right? 9 Eastern? That's like nine, yeah. It's a little, uh, a little foul language, but hey, we do it good. We do it the best a way little. we can. A little foul language, yeah. Do you have any clean language in there? <laughs> I'm not sure. We find out tomorrow night because uh, I'm uh, one step forward for the championship trivia challenge uh, <laughs> belt. I can't wait for that tomorrow night. Now, is there a physical belt for this? Um, what we're doing is, I think, the belt. Well, it is that the, uh, whoever wins tomorrow night go against another guy. Okay? So there's no belt. Well, it is that there's, there's, just in case I win, I gotta, gotta go against the other guy. What's going to happen is that whoever wins that will be our new champion. So from there, we're going to see if a fan... No, if, if things aren't going your way, you're the champion right now, right, Rad Boy? Not yet. I will be tomorrow. Night. Okay. Tomorrow. Now, if night. you win the, let's say you win the title. I, I know, really screwy. I can't imagine, but let's say you win the title, and you're defending it against somebody else another night, right? This is trivia, right? Is that is that what you're doing? Yeah. Recurring trivia. Okay. Yep. So what happens, Rat Boy? If you're in your first title defense and you see that you're running into trouble, can you get yourself disqualified somehow? Yeah. How do you do that? 
Well, answering your question, you got you got uh ten seconds to answer. If it goes down the clock in ten seconds, that's it. You're disqualified. Does that mean you lose the title? Yep. See, but you shouldn't be able to. Like, if you're disqualified, you should be able to keep your title. Nah. Not 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 this trivia show. Not this restaurant trivia okay. show. You know that. Okay. I, I don't know that. That's why I'm that asking. Our champion, you act like our champion will be yeah. challenging uh, local fans or fans from all over. Like them do a show, and they can do anything they want in the show. How 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 uh, how do they come up with the questions? I don't know, and I don't care because you're looking at the damn winner right now. Me. <laughs> okay. Have you guys let Howard challenge for this title? Because I feel like he's yeah, Howard, it. Howard will come join us. You know, yeah. Anybody really? You you can't even call me and see if John will put you on the air versus me. Anybody? In the words of Johnny Logan, Howard, you know you could fucking fucking call in, fucking fucking play, fucking right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I thought I thought I <laughs> excuse would my language. swear a lot. I you know I thought mm-hmm. I would swear a lot. I mean, being in and around construction most of my life and everything, I but. Wow. <laughs> wow. And that's, it, it's a great show, don't get me wrong. It's, I just don't know is how it really? friendly it is. No, but yes, <laughs> I was actually on the first show on that Friday night. Okay. Okay. Well, okay. That, I apologize. The, first, the first night, the first night, there was a lot of beef. Bringing yeah, back the old yeah. people. People <laughs> still fight for all these years, you know. But no. Who are good, happy family, you know? Well, Howard, you compared it to like a construction site, right? Is there a I compared my mouth to a construction site. These guys are oh, okay. like the okay. Empire State Building of construction. <laughs> I got you. No, I was wondering like if there was the equivalent of like the beautiful lady that walks by that you're trying to get her attention. No, don't get her or attention. Or is it just like right? Rat Boy? Okay. <laughs> Well, I didn't that, know if it was tomorrow, just rap tomorrow, tomorrow night, tomorrow night, I got a surprise. Somebody's got a surprise for me to uh, try to get me out of trivia. We're going to find out who she is. Okay. Okay. Cool. Okay. Uh, I got a got? good question, okay? A very I'm good question. I'm just tired now as I was when I started at 9. Go ahead. I, <laughs> I got a good question for everybody. Why why is there okay. only five matches for the Survivor Series this year? Because two of them are War Games matches. They used to have, have war and each matches. one will take like 45 minutes. Yeah, that's true. You know, no. Because the females always have five. They only got four women, you know, eight women fighting. Well, I think they're going to add one more on each side, aren't they? Well, they added one more uh, last night to the men's. And Randy mm-hmm. Orton will be there. Randy Orton. How, I haven't even seen him yet, and I'm already not excited. I could care less. Okay, it's, uh, you ready? Cody Rose, Chuck freaking Rollins, 
Jay Uso, I, I mean, we all Jay watched Jay Raw, and Randy Orton. Now, wait, what are they giving you that's got you excited? What's got you excited about this show? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So, whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So, download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The the only thing I'm probably semi-excited about, and I shouldn't even be that excited about, is Gunther and The Miz. That should be good. Uh, I'm also excited that Drew McIntyre is a heel again. Yes. Um, Yes. Because I think he's going to go off. Another thing, big time is excited. No more Yes, we love it. No hacker this is your yep. travel chief. No room in the room. Did you call him the travel chief? <laughs> the travel chief? Yeah, the travel chief, whatever the travel chief. Like travel. <laughs> I thought he was on the travel chief. chief. Uh, yep, a, um, another pay per view where he's not defending his title. <laughs> yeah. Rappel, you said something Rappel, you said something really smart on Facebook today. You probably don't even no, know how didn't. smart it was, but no, he, he did. No, he re- he really did. Uh, now, maybe he copied and pasted it from somewhere, but he no, he said something no. very smart. He said that he wants the classic Survivor Series match to be at Survivor Series. I miss those. The, the teams of five strive to survive. That was fun. Yeah. Or four. Yeah. Five or four. But I liked when they had a captain and they had a name. And, like, they would almost, like, blend their gimmicks. To form a team. And I always thought it was like the coolest thing. I used to sit there when I was in like 6th, 7th grade with a piece of paper. And I would like look at the roster at the time and create Survivor Series teams to see how many I could get right when the show actually came around. You know, in terms of who were friends and like who were enemies. I used to love doing that. And at some point along the way, the Survivor Series teams just became like battle royals. It's just like you know there's nothing unifying. You know you might show up there. There's two people might be showing up there. Leave the kill. Leave it to him to kill it. Go ahead. Two people are going to show up at Survivor Series tomorrow night. We're going on 15 seconds now. Who is it? No other than the man that was that the I think the first 25. Survivor Series, the first, 25 the first, seconds. uh, the Undertaker. He might be there showing up. Oh, God. Probably not. Please, no. Probably not. <coughs> no, I hope not. Only if he comes out of an egg. It's in Chicago. <laughs> you never know. CM Punk might be there. He's not showing up. He's not, no. That, I, that's not happening. I hope I think there's a better chance. That, like, anytime a wrestling company goes to Chicago, CM Punk might come out. Like, I just, please, let that <laughs> right. idea go away. Put it this way, you never know. <laughs> I'd rather see the Undertaker. What, you never know what <laughs> comes through at a rat's mouth. I, Got I, it? I, I, because happy to show I've been saying it's been coming true. I'd rather <sighs> see Gilbert return before I see CM Punk return. 
Gilbert would be awesome. I'd be alright with that. <laughs> Goldberg, Goldberg's going to AEW. Not not Goldberg, Gilbert. Oh, Gilbert. I'd like to see like a like a preliminary wrestler battle royal with all like the guys that used to lose all the time. And you could have it during like the the pre-show. That would be amazing. Yeah, I I just rewatched the first Survivor Series this week, and and that's what I mean. And I can't believe I'm saying it. Mark this day down. It's eight twelve in the evening, and I agree with Rat Boy. I I want. I told you, know, you still, the, the, the that was a very you know, smart comment. Yes, I, you know the old. I want my MTV. Well, I want my old Survivor Series back. Yeah. Yes. Like Sergeant Real Slaughter, he used to say. Yeah. <laughs> like Sergeant Slaughter, he used to say, "I want my country back," and then he'd like cry as he's looking at the Washington Monument, and everybody. Everybody took him back except for Hulk Hogan. He's like, I, I just can't trust him, brother. That was some masterful storytelling. I want my Survivor Series back. If not, I'm going to make to the headquarters of the WWE. New headquarters, by the way. It looks beautiful. You can't see it from 95 anymore, though. I, I saw I a used to love. They got a, nice, yeah. got a nice big ring outside the station. Oh wow! But you, but you, but you can't see it from I ninety five anymore. Which was like, because Kelly's sister lives up like up in Boston. So like, we would go up there every couple of years, and it was like something I always, you know, I always knew like I'm not going inside the building, but it was always kind of cool to like know it was there and see it. You know, it sometimes was even iconic. like stop and just like, yeah, it was iconic. Oh, it's the same building they've been using since the 80s, right? Yeah. Titan Tower. Titan, yep, Titan no more. Tower. No more. Mm. Yeah, but I, I as, uh, as my as oh. my as my 12 year old self would say on Sunday morning, no moss. <laughs> that was a, that was a bad joke. I've been hearing rumors. I've been hearing a lot of rumors. Right. A lot of rumors. Tell me. The, from now okay, on, you got a five-second not... limit. <laughs> okay. Spoiler you alert. it in five seconds. Yeah. Spoiler alert, All right. here it comes. All right, the Young Bucks might be going to the WWE now. Stop. Oh, my God. That's not happening either. Stop. They just re-signed. They're locked up for years. <laughs> okay. Okay. Everybody's been saying that they're... Uh, they're spoilers. Not about the damn spoilers and the rumors. You want the actual truth. You're not going to find it on the internet. Nah. Yeah, but, but I, I did say, uh, what's her name came back, though, Brady? Kara Singh, she came back. Yeah, but you said that after everybody was reporting it. No, uh, I said it a long time ago before, before they even said anything about it. <laughs> I only said it on a show show. Right. I'm I'm wrong. You uh you 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 talked to her and were able to confirm it ahead of time. Everybody knew she was coming back for months. It wasn't a secret. I know. But it's okay though. What I will tell you is I really like like the whole presentation with her now. It's not like 
the same thing as before, you know. It's she's uh, right. she, she seems like a real kind of like loose cannon. I'm a, I'm a big fan of that. I am. She gets a loose cannon. I always like. I always liked her. And the back mm-hmm. time she came back. Speaking of loose cannon, um, I am I like the only person that's like so excited to see like Brian Pillman Jr. really start to like make a wave because I feel like he's going to be huge for them. It, it's, it's a huge win for them and I I like it. I'm, I like how they're they're progressing it. You know, I you know. I, I, didn't, I wasn't a big fan of him coming right to the main roster, so I'm glad they're yeah. kind of taking his time and really letting him develop. And not that he needs much more development, but just to kind of let it grow and fester in NXT and then kind of explode onto the scene in WWE whenever whenever they yes you know figure that that time out. That maybe it's not for WrestleMania or, or beyond, but I, I can't wait to see the impact. <laughs> that he has, you know, whether he goes to Raw or SmackDown or whatever, when he finally steps through that curtain, you know, on, on one of the bigger two shows. It's it's amazing. It, it's 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 going to be really cool. And you know what else is really cool, Matt, is like, you know, I was making the WCW analogy earlier, but I feel like <clears throat> AEW is signing mostly older WWE talent. Whereas, like, WWE is getting all those, like, underutilized younger guys, you know? I'm not saying it's going to be Steve Austin and Triple H, but, you know, they're, they're people that were being overlooked because the company had gotten so big. And that's one of the cool things about having competition like that is, you know, you're finding new ways to use people that maybe were being ignored before. I really like right. that. And, and, I'm, and I'm hopeful. The Triple H knows what to do. And it's, you know, it's always hard to predict who is actually going to be able to break out and who isn't. Um, I mean, I think, you know, up to this point, we've really seen it more swing the other day, the other way with WWE Mm -hmm. people who were, you know, who left or were released going to AEW. And, you know, the success rate, I would say, is probably somewhere – around 25% maybe. Um, yeah. You know, um, so it, it'll be interesting to see it go the other way. I honestly kind of think the, the success rate will probably be about the same. Um, you know, I, I don't think WWE always got it right with people that they pushed and people that they overlooked, and I kind of feel like no, no. that's not really going to change, you know, with picking up younger AEW people. Like, I'm I am not 100% convinced yet that Brian Pillman Jr. is going to be anything big, but I, you know I hope I'm wrong, and we'll see. Um, but I yeah yeah you know it's it's it goes back to the thing where it's it's good to have more companies because it just gives more people an opportunity. Yeah. No, I, I can't disagree with that. And it, it does bug me a little. Like, when I said that, I'm thinking more like Jade Cargill. The treatment that they've given her is like this, like, hottest free agent, even though it's dropped off and she seems to have just disappeared. Um, I really like that idea of what they were kind of doing with her. Um, Brian Tillman Jr., it's like they're bringing him in. They're talking about who his dad was, and, like, they basically give him the same gimmick. 
but they changed his name so he's not Brian Pillman. And that seems really it's weird so to me. weird. It is weird. And it's such a generic name, you know? I, I can't even remember what it is. It's just so generic. Yeah, it's like, so. why not just call him Brian Pillman if that's what you want to do? That's what you do. Like, you did that for Rey Mysterio. You dropped the junior and you kept the rest of the name. So, why right. can't you do it for him? Well, like, I remember thinking when WWE signed Kurt Hennig's son, Joe Hennig, and he was like, Michael McGillicuddy, I think, was what he went. And then later, Curtis Axel. Both terribly stupid names. Oh, this, guy yeah. had, had, this guy had a tenth of the charisma of his dad, who was one of the all-time greats, regarded not just by fans of, like, pure wrestling, but classic WWF fans <laughs> as one of the greatest of all time. Like, universally loved. And just... Such an, I mean, his, his gimmick was literally Mr. Perfect because he was so good at everything. His son could never live up to that. Could never. But if you take somebody without a personality, the only thing he has going for him is that his dad was so amazing, and you strip him of his family name, what kind of a chance are you really giving him to survive? Right, he's got nothing. He got nothing. Even Paul Heyman couldn't help him. He's probably the only guy that Paul Heyman couldn't help on the main roster. Yeah, it says a lot. I forget that, too. <laughs> it, it says so much. So much. And I love Joe Hennig. Actually, I always said he has a sister, uh, Amy Hennig, who she has the same, like, kind of, kind of, like, straggly, blonde, curly hair like he had. The exact same look. She wears the same tights that he did. Uh, I think she's retired now. But 17, 18 years ago, when she was, like, just breaking into the business, and you're already signed, like, Natty Neidhart and, like, uh, Tamina Snuka and, like, all these second-generation women, Charlotte Flair. All this was around the same time. It was such a natural thing to me that you would bring Amy Hennig in because she looked like her dad. She was a good wrestler. She had the personality. And why? Like, I, sometimes it baffles me why some people make it and others don't. I, I, I don't. The mind reels. The mind does reel. Ratboy, do you have anything else, brother? We got to go against, we got to go to a commercial. Yes. Something real quick. I guess real quick, it up. you get the buzzer. Okay. There's no other than ECWA Turkey Bowl going to be on YouTube at noon on Thanksgiving yeah, Day. The Turkey Bowl. Be sure to check it out on YouTube. Uh, I think it's uh, at ECWA 1967 on YouTube. So thank you, Rat Boy. Love you, brother. Good and, to talk and, to you. And I, yeah, and it's like I wish everybody there, you know, in the room. Happy Thanksgiving, and please don't don't drink and drive because it is the holiday season. Yeah, you know, rap rap boy. You know, I'm moving really close to you now. Oh no, I'm gonna be How up good. in um, I'm gonna be up in Falls Township, up by like Levittown, oh. uh, like Langhorn. Right across the bridge, brother. Right, right across, across the, the bridge. bridge. Don't ask me if we'll see each other more or less. <laughs> I'm not be seeing you more yeah. because I need to just kind of, I need to just hop on a bus and come and see you. 
Yeah, I love it. Brother. Yeah, yeah. That's why. Yeah, I, <laughs> that's yeah. when I. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Take care, Red Boy. That 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 means that means that would be a war for the river. All right. I don't know what that means. A war for the river? Is that what he said? Something like that. That's what he said. Uh, I don't know what he means. Yeah, yeah, yeah what he says and what he means are two totally different things. Sure. What he says, what he means, and what he knows. Three totally <laughs> different realms. They're like three circles that in no way intersect. Um, yeah, they're, they're not even on the same piece of paper. <laughs> no. No. They're not in the same notebook. Uh, <laughs> let's... Uh, Let's take a commercial break. The callers are starting to line up, which is great because that tells me that people haven't totally forgotten about us. But uh, 914-338-1885. It is only 825 here on the eastern seaboard, and uh, I'm feeling great. This was a good idea. We'll uh, we'll be right back. Hey, this is Total Package. Lex Luger here. This is a VOC Nation. Don't miss out. VOC Nation's own Stroh Maestro suffered a major medical and financial catastrophe this year from the VOC Nation family. To all of you, please continue to pray for Stroh Maestro for his continued recovery. You can also donate to his cause, paypal.me slash The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Check out In The Room every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kathy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Yo, this is Jerry Stags of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs, yeah, you get ready to get nasty. Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby. VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks. Having started way back in 2010, VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts, and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include former backstage interviewer from both AWA and WWE, Ken Resnick, former WCW performer The Maestro, former Impact performer Wes Frisco, Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributor Brady Hicks, and former Philadelphia radio personality Bruce Works. Archive-free content includes past interviews with huge names like Paul Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Sting, Mick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter at VOCNation. Phil After has been in the pro wrestling business for over 50 years. Hey, Tony here with uh, Arn Anderson. Arn, first of all, your height and weight. 6'1", 255. And now subscribers to VOC Nation Premium get exclusive access to Bill After's archived audio footage. And uh, where's your hometown? Minneapolis, Minnesota. Okay, and uh, give us something about your back. First of all, your relationship to Ole Anderson. Ole is my 
Subscription to VOC Nation Premium starts at just $3 a month and includes commercial-free audio and video versions of our top podcasts. Okay, we're speaking here with uh, the manager of the World Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, Tarzan Tyler and Luke Graham, and he's, uh, he's sort of glowing tonight about a new prospect we haven't heard of yet. And for just $9 a month, Aptor's archives are all yours. Uh, would you tell us who this new prospect well, is? Well, I'll tell you, Bill, I've searched the world, and I finally <laughs> found a true world champion. I finally found... Well, what's your opinion of uh, Ivan Koloff winning the title from Bruno San Martino? Well, I think... Uh, I don't know what to say, but I, I want to say one thing. Bruno was an early champion. Hear exclusive interviews with the greatest performers of all time. So after, um, once again, we're speaking here with... Bruno San Martino. Bruno, first of all, how did you and Bruiser lose that title to the Valiant? Well, actually, it, it was a, a, a very unusual loss, if you want to call it. Did you have anything to do? Well, yes, but the whole thing is this. If you rules, as I always understood, and wanted to the title could only be lost by tenor or submission, which is the same rules as uh, my title, the World Wrestling Federation. That night, uh, it was... To sign up, it's very simple. Head to premium.vocnation.com or go to patreon.com slash vocnation. VOC Nation takes you behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out, vocnation.com, WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. This is Matt Hardy, and you are listening to the VOC Nation. Nothing to rearrange Sometimes you just Get a feeling like you need Some kind of change Alright, ladies and gentlemen Welcome back, it's In The Room On the VOC Nation Wrestling Network VOCNation.com uh, The call-in number tonight 914-338-1885 We just completed the first One-hour segment From 7.30 to 8.30 Eastern and uh, I'm, I'm full of so much more energy. This is really exciting for me. Uh, we normally wouldn't have even started yet, so this definitely is going to work, I think. Uh, anyway, so it's myself, Matt, Matt Grimm, uh, we have Howard Morgan, and we have you as well. Like I said, 914-338-1885. Uh, Howard, before we jump back in, uh, you mentioned off-air, and, and Ratboy was alluding to it too, a special Thanksgiving episode of WCW Retro. Uh, let, let us know what that's all about, please. Yes, we are We are having a special... It's not special because it's a, a Thursday night, but it's special because it's Thanksgiving night. Um, we'll finally be back. Um, again, it just seems like forever we've been gone. Um, and we'll be talking classic Survivor Series, like the old format in the, early, the late 80s, um, in the early 90s, the classic Survivor Series matches and asking the callers to give me their dream Survivor Series teams. It can be any era, you know, any time frame. Your, your four good guys against your four bad guys. 
and kind of tell me if you could book your own dream Survivor Series, you know, how would it play out? I love it. Uh, my head is spinning trying to think of the, the teams that I would make. It, it could be very interesting. Yeah. Uh, when I was a kid, like I said, I loved Survivor Series. I I thought it was like the People loved the Royal Rumble or whatever, but, like, for me it was all about Survivor Series because I loved seeing, like, the different kind of alliances that were formed, you know? And it's weird because, like, it was the only pay-per-view where, like, traditionally nothing was really at stake other than pride. But it always just seemed to work. So. Yeah, it was just bragging rights, really. Yeah. What's that, Matt? When was the last real Survivor Series match? Was it back when that, it was Team Cena against Team Authority and Dolph Ziggler was the sole survivor at the end? It might have been. Yeah, I don't know. That's, 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 that's what, 2014, yeah. 2015? Yeah. The last one... That like I could probably identify by year. Um, I don't know actually. Like all my recent, well, recent. I'm old now. All my like quote unquote recent Survivor Series where like I can recall right to the year don't involve actual teams. It's weird. Like I remember like '97 was the screw job. '98 was like. That tournament that they had, you know, where the Rock beat uh, Mankind yeah. at the end, you know, um, not 2002 was the first elimination chamber. But in terms of like actual elimination matches, I I think the last one that I really remember was the the 2006 one that had it was like DX and the Hardys and somebody else. It was in Philly. It was like DX, the Hardys, and some. And it was a bunch of, like, I forget who else, you know. But So I guess yeah. I really don't remember it because I only remember DX being with the Hardys. The last one that I, like, remember for just, like, pure teams and actually was probably, like, probably, like, 01. No, nine, I, I'm sorry, like, 91. Like, But really, I guess it was, like, 93. That was, like, the Lex Luger team. Where, like, The Undertaker had to, like, team up with, like, him and the Steiners against, like, Yoko and a bunch of, like, foreign guys. It was weird. That's probably, like, the last one that I traditionally remember being. Yeah, I guess 94, 95. At some point, it stopped having meaning for me. Because the teams just felt like they were just thrown together. Yeah. Yeah. No. Like I, I just I like I said, I, I watched the first Survivor Series, and like the opening match, it was the, a traditional five-on-five, had Brutus Beefcake, Jake Jake Roberts, Jim Duggan, Randy Savage, and Ricky Steamboat against Danny Davis, Harley Race, Hercules, the Honky Tonk Man, and Ron Bass. And wow. It went, okay. It went it went Jeez. 24 minutes. Yeah. Um. You know, and then, you know, they had the Women's Survivor Series that had, you know, the Fabulous Moolah in it, um, had, you know, Sensational Sherry. Um, then you had the huge 10-on-10 tag team match that had virtually every tag team in the WWF at the time. Yeah, those were cool yeah. when they used to do those. Yeah. Yeah. That it was, was cool. It, it, I, it, it, it was done really well, I thought. 
My uh, my grandmother who got me into wrestling took me to uh, West Coast Video and I rented that. That was like, cause I didn't see it live, you know. But I, I'll never forget that. I feel like fans today just don't get it as good. It's just not the same. No. It's just not the same. It's never the same. Yeah. Tora, it's never the same. Okay. Now that I brought you on, Tori, it's never the same. Yeah. It ain't just not believing that I still have. Tori, you there? Yeah. You there? Yeah, I'm here. What's going on? What's going on, T-Rex? Um, nothing much. Just uh, chilling with my staff member. I just moved into the new house today. Oh, congrats. I'm about to move myself. Yeah, thank you. It's What's your address? Like... Maybe we're going to the same place. No, I'm only kidding. <laughs> don't say it. Don't say it. I was only kidding. I'm not going to say it, but I would text you about that. Okay. All right. <laughs> so are you going to Thanksgiving? What about Thanksgiving? Are you going to Thanksgiving? Am I now? No, no, I would never do that to my family. I like them. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, I, Kelly and I are going to bring the macaroni and cheese, and, and she's really good at that. So I'm fine mm-hmm. to just, like, stir the butter or whatever people do when they don't mm-hmm. really help. That's fine. Mm-hmm. My, my mom's going to handle everything. Yeah, I'm cooking on Thanksgiving. You are? Okay. You having a yeah. lot of people? Yes. Yeah. Okay. That, well, that's exciting. You're making it sound like captivating. <laughs> like I'd yeah. have to be a captive if I wanted to go. Like I mean, I'd be, have to be kidnapped. I got like uh-huh. three different. I got like two different kinds of desserts. I got apple pie and Kyla Bell peach cobbler and. I'm going to buy the banana pudding tomorrow and maybe um, pumpkin pie. Okay, cool. Sounds like you're ready. Oh, yeah. Do me a favor. I want you to go around the table and just give everybody a kiss for me. One at a time. (laughs) (laughs) You could. Great to talk to you, Tora. Yeah, it's good talking to everybody else, and I hope that everybody else is doing okay. And um, I think so. I think so. And I just hope that everybody has a good Thanksgiving and you yep. know, be safe. Don't drink and drive. Exactly. And Great to talk to you, Tori. Yeah, it's good talking with everybody. Yep. Oh yeah, a lot of conversations flowing here. Love you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> All right. Cool. <laughs> Dare I take another? No, this one will be good. Uh, we're actually going to bring on our good friend Chaz Moretti. Chaz calling hey, in. Guys, how, how you doing, brother? How, how you feeling? A, feel like a million dollars, and I'm strong as a bull. Wow, so. I, I got to say, your uh, your mental toughness must be 
off the charts because I, I think I'd be done. No, I'm being honest, no, no. you know? It's an injury. Nothing's going to stop me. Okay. Well, that's fantastic. There, I'll fantastic. tell you the story. I, There's what happened. Okay. Yeah. The Sunday prior to Hall- the Sunday prior to Halloween, I got a blister on my right foot. Okay, so I did what the podiatrist taught me how to do, and I kept it clean, and I didn't pop it. And I actually kept it clean, put triple antibiotic ointment on there, wrapped it like he taught me how to wrap it, and I didn't think anything of it. Okay. By Tuesday night, which was Halloween evening, my wife said, there's a a funky smell in the house. And I said, I don't know what the hell it is. And so I went to go. Didn't it hurt? No, because here's the problem. Because I'm a type 2 diabetic and because I had a little bit of neuropathy in my legs, I didn't feel a damn thing. Okay. Okay. Wow. Problem was the diabetes set the staph infection off Mm. like it was on jet fuel. I got you. Wow. Tuesday night I take off. I went to go and and, uh, and clean off, and I went to go change uh, socks that I was wearing. So I take the sock off, and it was the scene out of a horror movie. Okay, my right foot, first, third, fourth, and fifth toes were a little red, but okay. The second toe was necrotic, and there was this black, tar-like goop over that toe. Oh my and I god! Couldn't clean off. Oh, it smelled like, like a nightmare, dude. It smelled, yeah, I'm gonna tell you something. All these people that watch horror movies, you guys yeah. ain't nothing. When you wow. live it, then you can come talk to me. Okay. So, second toe was necrotic. Smelled like garbage. There were two spots on the on the uh, the top of my foot that were open and bleeding. And here, my dumbass, I'm trying to clean it up. Figured out oh, that yeah. it wasn't getting cleaned up. I said, I got a problem. I shoved my, shoved my foot into a shoe. Um, went and got a, I got a ride from my, from my father, and they live in the apartment below us. Right over to Rush University Medical Center to the ER to get yeah. checked out. I'm figuring they're going to check me out, you know, clean everything up, give me a couple of shots, send me home, right? Well, this staph infection was climbing up my leg to the point where you can see my leg changing colors and it was visible. Oh, my God. So, little I got there about 10 o'clock at night. You know how ERs go. they got to put you through triage and all the other nonsense. Well, they brought down the surgical team, and there was a new guy, a student, a resident, right? Yeah. Damn near stooped. It was like a scene out of Tommy Boy. New guy's in the corner puking, and the old guy goes, oh, my God. So they looked at my foot, and they looked at the infection climbing, and they said, we, you need emergency surgery, and we're going to have to stop this infection by taking part of your leg. And me, mm-hmm. I'm half out of it. What am I going to do, argue? Yeah. Do what you got to do. Right. Right? Yeah. Now, the funny part was the, once the resident got himself together, He's like, uh, do you want to kind of, uh, um, uh, you want to kind of try to help me get your pants? You know, I had a pair of, um, of Adidas joggers on. And, of course, what does mom always say? Make sure you got clean underwear. 
And so he's like, you want to help me? Get, you want to help me? Uh, so you can wriggle out of your pants. I'm like, dude, you got a pair of shears? Yeah, cut them. I don't care about the pants. Cut them. So I cut the pants, and they brought me up to surgery, knocked, mm-hmm. knocked me mm-hmm. through a loop, and they they took my leg below the knee, and um, I woke up in the I woke up in ICU. I didn't know what the hell was going on because I was looped up on pain meds. You know, major surgery wow. like that, you're all looped. You're all looped up. And they said all I kept saying was somebody check on my wife because my wife is home by herself, and her mm-hmm. mobility is limited. She's got bad sciatica. So, okay. with that being said, okay. spent the, I think I spent a day and a half or two days in ICU. They transferred me up to surgical recovery. Yeah. And I was notified that they that they didn't leave enough skin, they didn't leave enough muscle. It closed me up below the knee, which I argued with the doctor about him. I'm not happy with him about that. So they had to yeah. do five days later on the 6th of November, they had to do a second surgery to retract. So they had to cut me above the knee. Mm. It makes the, makes the recovery more difficult, but not impossible. Yeah. Uh, they also, because of my attitude and because of my fighting spirit, you know, once you're, once you're a fighter, once you're a boxer, MMA, wrestler, professional wrestler, if you take it seriously. If you're a weekend word, it goes out there going, oh, I work for one promotion once a, once a month, but but I'm a pro wrestler. No, you're a moron. You're not a pro wrestler, you fool. Okay, if you take what you <laughs> do seriously, yeah. you have that warrior spirit, and that never leaves you. So I attacked everything systematically. I said, all right, look, this is, the, this is what I'm dealing with. I talked to the people from the from the um, the clinic that does the prosthetics. I refuse to call it a prosthetic because they are bi- right now with the technology they are bionic legs. And mm-hmm. I said, "What level bionic can I get?" And they're like, "Well, there's four levels. Uh, the first level you can transfer from a bed to a chair. Not interested. Um, second level, they said you're confined to your house. Again, not interested." Level mm-hmm. three, um, the upper thigh is carbon fiber. The fibia and tibia are titanium alloy. The wow. ankle, can use that as a weapon. Skeleton. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm working on, bro. That's my new gimmick. Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> Try to take that thing off, beat somebody with it, put it back on for the referee sees. Okay. So anyway, long I'm, I'm joking, obviously. Long story short, the axial skeleton underneath the, um, the foot and the ankle, the foot and the ankle are made out of latex. So they okay. look like a regular foot and ankle. I'll be able to wear regular shoes. I'll be okay, able to not wear like one regular of those socks. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be, reg- I'll be able to wear regular shoes. I'll be able to wear regular socks. Um, wow. Basically, you won't be able to tell. I'll be a functioning member of society again. Good for you. I asked about level. I asked about level four, and I don't qualify because I'm not an Olympic athlete. Wow. I don't Does run. Does shoot rockets? I'm not an level Olympic four. Athlete. Oh, okay. I got you. I got you. No, le- yeah, no. Level four is um, you know those curved blades that you see those guys run marathons or whatnot with. Yeah. It's that. Don't qualify. Okay. Don't really want to, to be oh, honest. Oh, man. Anyway. Yeah. 
So they gave me, they said, well, we're going to move you to the rehab center, which they did a couple weeks ago. And we're yeah. going to give you three hours of intensive rehab a day. I said, oh, great. I'm in the gym three hours a day. Not a problem. So I've been working between four to six sessions a day for the last two for the last two weeks. And um, two or three of those sessions are arms. The other two or three are legs. Um, they had to teach me how to stand again. They had to teach me how to hop on one foot without busting up my left knee, which I did, which wow. I'm doing just fine. I'm sure. Uh, yeah. They want you to. They want you because I'm going to be using a wheelchair until I'm fit for, until I'm fitted for my pro, for my prosthetic. Um, they want to see you. They had me wheeling around the gym. Okay, so my progress started out uh, in six minutes. I can I went 180 feet on the wheelchair, six yards, whatever. After two weeks of training. They gave me a fitness test again today. Yeah. Today I went 390 feet in six minutes, which is 130 yards. It's a football wow. field from end zone to end zone plus 10 yards. Um, standing and, and, and moving forward on the left leg only, I started out, best I can do was eight steps, which is eight feet. Okay. Today okay. I did 20. I actually broke a record. No one's done 20 feet on one leg. Well, congrats. So I'm happy. Yeah, so I'm happy about yeah. that. Um, they were supposed to keep me for up to four weeks. I'm being discharged tomorrow. I'm going home tomorrow. Great. So I'll continue my I'll – have, they'll have uh, physical therapy, occupational therapy come to my house. They'll have uh, a home health care technician come and help out. Uh, mm -hmm. Otherwise, I'll continue my, my regimen. They're like, you know, obviously, you don't have to do three because I'm doing a lot of stretching. Because if you don't have your – if your hip muscles, your thigh muscles, and your back muscles are not loose, they will not fit you for a prosthetic. And you'll be wheelchair-bound okay. the rest of your life. That ain't oh, happening. Man. So I'm nice and loose yeah. and limber. I know what I'm doing, and um, typically it's 8 to 11 weeks to get fitted for a bionic leg. They're going to fit me in between 4 and 6. Okay. That's great. Stitches are out. I'm in great shape. I feel good. My attitude, like I said, I don't take my eyes off the prize. My eyes off the prize is to be as normal as possible. And sorry for the long-winded explanation, but... No, no. This is the first. This is the first podcast um, that I've been on, and um, I'm going to make this announcement here because I, I, I'm sick of hearing about it from people, from fans, and whatnot. Um, I am not retiring from professional wrestling. However, professional wrestling right now is not my priority. My priority is getting back to normal. Okay. Chaz, in all honesty, you've never been normal, so you're only going to get back to a certain level anyway. <laughs> well, physically normal. I'm devious as they come. You, I'm, like I said, two days after my surgery, Joey Eastman's on the phone with me. We're trying to figure out how to make this work in the gimmick. 
All right, so manager fraternity, I got to say, all uh, a lot, all the guys in the manager fraternity have really stepped up. One in particular, but he doesn't want to be named because he didn't do it for the notoriety. They have stepped up and they've helped me and they've helped my wife. And uh, you know, like I always said, my, like I've been saying in my Facebook updates, I'm truly grateful for the support that people have shown me, and you know, for the prayers and whatnot. Um, it does work. I had one day where I doubted myself and I snapped right out of it. Other than that, uh, like I said, you know, it. I'm not tree. It's it's. Is it life changing? Yeah. Had I let's say I I didn't go as necrotic as um, I did as quickly as I did, and I cleaned it mm-hmm. up and I ignored it, I would have been dead within two days. So by November second, oh I'd have passed away. Wow, that's, that's that really reality. puts it in perspective. Yeah, that's reality. If I didn't, if I didn't go to the ER when I I should have went, my wife harped on me to go earlier, and I didn't do it. You know, stubborn dagos. I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Okay. Yeah. But I wasn't fine because I wasn't. I was really sleepy, and I didn't want to eat. I didn't want to drink anything. I just wanted to go to sleep, and which wasn't good. So like I said, had I had I ignored it or cleaned it up or whatever, um, you guys would be holding the ten bell for me as of November second. It just puts things wow. when I you know, when I found out that perspective it just says, Hey, you know, what are you gonna do? You're gonna roll over and, and yeah. Uh, yeah. rot away or are you gonna go to work? I want to work. Wow, good for you. Good for you. And I well, worry I'm about saying. myself because I yeah, like I would never – I would put off the doctors just like, you know, that's me. Um, if I, I had a blister, I'd use a, I'd use a rusty fish, fish hook to, like, pop it, you know? I'm, uh, I don't take would. care we'll of myself. Like that's a... Yeah, we'll be giving <laughs> well, you the bell, Brady, no problem. That's likely. That's likely. I had uh, yeah, uh, a, a thing in my bowels where, like, my stomach uh, – basically it was like a hernia, but, like, my stomach got caught in it. I couldn't, you know, do anything. And they said if right. I didn't go to the doctors, I would have died. It's uh, it's really right. eye opening when you hear stuff like that. Let me tell you something. You know, when you're when you're faced with the possibility of your own mortality, it puts things into perspective. But it really gives you yeah, it gives you two options. Do you push forward or do you just lay over? Uh, anybody yeah. that knows, fight or flight. You know, let's cut the let let's cut the wrestling BS aside. Anybody that knows me, anybody that's gotten to know me knows very well that I am not interested in anything other than progressing. And I have to, and I got to do what I got to do in order to get there. Not a problem. I posted pictures today on Facebook uh, in physical therapy and in occupational therapy. You know, um, I feel good. I'm able to I'm able to do all the things uh, that I did before in terms of you know personal hygiene and grooming and whatnot. Uh, it's just a little bit different, you know. Case in point, when you're transferring, normally you go, you know, you, you get up, you you go to the facility, you do what you got to do, right? Okay. In mm-hmm. my case, mm-hmm. I have to, to wheel toward I have to wheel toward the fixture and then transfer from my my wheelchair seat to the fixture seat and 
screw my chair back, relock it, do what I got to do, clean up, make the transfer back, wheel on away. All right? So it's a couple of extra mm-hmm. steps. So you can't gamble with the urge. You got If you feel the urge, you just got to get ready to go because you got a little process ahead of you. But again, mm-hmm. once I get it from my prosthetic with the um, – with the advances that they've made in those bionics, with the um, with the the soft joints that they have now, as opposed hard joints, you can wear them for about an hour, and your leg was in pain and skin was rubbing off and whatnot. And you have more problems. Oh God! Yeah. But but now with the advances in in uh, in this technology, you've got soft joints that are made out of silicone and membrane that feel like a second skin that when they're locked in your prosthetic, you can wear your prosthetic now for uh, anywhere between five to nine hours. That's okay. a normal functioning day, you know. Of course, you're not yeah. going to wear it when you're sitting at home or whatnot, but I, I have my my chair transfer, and, I can, you know, the chair is comfortable. It's brand new and, and that sort of thing. So is life yeah. going to be different? Yeah, life's going to be different. Life God bless possible. you. You know, yeah. is life going to be impossible? No. It's just something I have to work for. But like I said, I'll, I'll, for the sake of all the fans that are asking, for the sake of um, other workers that are that were trying to say, oh, we're sorry, you're never going to work again. Um, no, it's not the case. I'm not going to work right now. Working shows is not my priority. But when I get to the point where I'm functioning and I'm walking and, uh, you know, I in my normal life, I wear suits to, to, to the office. So if I'm wearing a suit, I'm wearing a normal shoe, and I'm walking, to those mm-hmm. that are, you know, not in the know, you're never going to tell that I'm injured. Sure. Not a problem. Then we can go back, and we can resume all the foolishness that is uh, associated with professional wrestling because, you know, you're never going to – you never lose – the skills that you gain, and you know it was kind of funny because in, in, in occupational therapy, they're like, um, "We want you to listen to these three words. We want you to remember them and repeat them back." And I'm like, "Guys, I had an amputation, not a lobotomy. I'm not an idiot. Go ahead, mm-hmm. shoot away. You know that, that kind of stuff." But again, sorry for being long-winded, but I just feel that everybody no, rather no. than repeating the story 13 times. I'd rather just, you <laughs> right. know, get it out once. If, if you guys have, and if anybody has any questions about uh, mindset or, or what goes on in your head and whatnot, please feel free. And that's why I called in, is to get, re, you know, re-in-touch with everybody and, and go from there. Well, one of the listeners wants to know, and God bless you, by the way. That's a, an incredible journey you've been on over the last month. Um one of the listeners wants to know if we're going to start calling you Mad Dog Moretti soon. No. Okay. No, I okay. will always be Chaz Moretti. I will always okay. be the Chazmanian devil. Um, Soraya Knight made a joke. The, the Knights uh, have been wonderful. And Soraya Knight mm-hmm. made a joke that said that I can become an official pirate now. And I kind of I, I <laughs> laughed. And I, and I laughed and I said, well, in that case, hoist the colors. I'm in charge of the Black Pearl now. <laughs> no, that's Fun. great. That's great. Uh, Howard, uh, 
You know, it, it sounds like quite the journey, but I have no doubt that you're mentally tough enough just listening to you. Like I said, it would be enough for me to just kind of curl up, but you're definitely handling it like a champ. And I have no doubt that uh, things are going to get back to normal for you really soon. Yeah, I mean, here, with with, with my blood pressure being – they did my pressure tonight. It was 116 over 70. Oxygen levels at Better than mine. Yeah, okay. oxygen at 98%. I mean, um, heart rate at 89. Physically, I'm not going anywhere. So mentally, you're going to roll over? You'll be rolling over for a lot of years because the body's not ready to go. In, mm-hmm. fact, I, in fact, I laughed when they weighed me. I came in, went into the ER on the first of no, on the latter part of the 31st of October, 1st of November at 204 pounds. Now, you hear these stories all the time about people being hospitalized for two weeks, three weeks, and they're losing 35, 40, 50 pounds. Uh, they weighed me this morning. I gained four pounds. I was 208 pounds this morning. Wow. I've been okay. eating like a horse and working out like a maniac. So I'm the, guy that's the only guy I know that can do the hospital after two weeks gaining weight. Good for you, man. That's great. Uh, best of luck, man. Oh, yeah, dude. But here, if you guys got a, a topic on the panel, I'll just stick around and, and chime in. A topic, okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what you guys are talking we're just about kind of, tonight, other than other yeah, we're than just kind of free forming tonight. Dinner, I don't know what you guys were talking about. Yeah. Tonight. Well, you know what? Thanksgiving dinner is actually one of the uh, one of the things that we probably talked about the most. Uh, I know Howard is talking about they're going to do a Thanksgiving episode of WCW Retro, and we're talking well, about kind of assembling. Episode. Very cool. Uh, and we're talking about doing like uh, Survivor Series teams, you know, creating teams. Yeah, um, I don't want to coach on that. But yeah, it's exciting stuff. Well, I mean, Thanksgiving back in the day was always was always great because prior to Survivor Series, you had Starcade. I mean, come on, Starcade was a Thanksgiving tradition. Yeah, I, uh, I brought that up to Howard. Yep. Yep. I want to say world class did something on Thanksgiving, but they were more known for Christmas. But I mean, come on, you, you don't. Th- if you were a wrestling fan back in the '80s, you don't think of Thanksgiving without thinking of Starcade. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Um, yeah, and it was basically like Survivor Series kind of taking Thursday night, you know, the Thanksgiving night. That's basically the only reason that they switched it to December was just because of the competition aspect of it, you know. But that was for the longest time. Right. That was that was Thanksgiving. That was I still can't wrap my head around watching like a wrestling pay per view on Thanksgiving. I know I did it one year when I was younger, and my mom was like furious with me. But uh, yeah, it's uh, that was well, the thing. You, you got to realize, right? Thanksgiving is one of those holidays where. Um, I like Thanksgiving as a holiday personally because you've got food, you've got family, you've got football, and all you're doing is eating and relaxing. So when all that's over, if you're a wrestling fan and you've got, you know, wrestling in town, what do you do? Mm-hmm. Well, get up and go to the yeah. show. Your family went home. Yep. Your family yeah. went home. The football was over. You ate like an animal. Uh, you had all your you, – you had your uh, – everything from soup to dessert and you know what do you do you either just relax and go to sleep or wait a minute it's 1983 
Ric Flair's challenging Harley Race for the world title. It's in town. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. In good old days. Or, or, good old or days. Before the Gobbly Duker. Right, it's or 1985, and Magnum T.A. is battling Tully Blanchard for the Correct. Uh, United States title match? on the I Quit match. Yep. That's my, that's my, yep. And that will go down as my all-time favorite match ever. Yeah, um, one of my other favorite matches ever in Starcade, I believe, was 87, the Night of the Skywalkers. I'm still trying to figure out, you know, <laughs> I know they said, I know Jimmy Cornette's always said that they chopped off two sections of that scaffold, but you're mm-hmm. talking still 20 to 22 feet in the air. Yeah, he blew up both his knees. Yeah, he blew up both his knees. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know, yeah, as, it's, it's um, funny. Yeah, go ahead. As Dusty was, as Dusty tried to pitch it to them, and Jimmy does a better Dusty than I do. He says, "You know, you're gonna just, uh, you're gonna hang down and you're gonna kick your legs out, baby, like the girls at the football <laughs> game, and Bubba Rogers is gonna catch it." You know, Bubba didn't catch it. <laughs> Bubba didn't no, he catch didn't. It. No, he wasn't there. <laughs> you lost them in the lights or whatever, but Bubba didn't catch him. That always felt to me lost. like one of the most real matches ever. You know, like I, obviously they all have a degree of. It was that was a uh, that was something. Me as a little kid, I was, I was scared by that. You know, to see them. You know, <laughs> yeah. me as a, me as as a, um, as a twenty year old, I looked at it going, they're out of their minds. I mean, even right. when even when when Dennis and Bobby fell to end the match, all right, Bobby landed a lot better than Dennis did because they were used to those matches in mid south. But Dennis yeah. came down on his ankle the wrong way, and Jimmy came Ooh. down and blew yeah. up both knees. Yep. Yep. Ah, you guys are bringing back the memories for me. You know, it's funny. Oh, yeah. My my favorite my favorite one of my favorite matches of all time was actually. A Survivor Series match, uh, almost completely the opposite, and and it's an unheralded one. It's not one that people talk about a lot, uh, but it was when Kurt Hennig turned good in the WWF, and it was Flair and Razor Ramon against Savage and Hennig. It was an amazing, perfect, perfect, literally wrestled a perfect match. Like I don't think he bumped one time. And Savage played the, you know, he was in distress and all that. And it was just like, to me, it was laid out so great to establish Mr. Perfect as like, he's going to be a force again in this company, you know? He is every bit as good as Ric Flair. I just thought it was amazing. Savage took all the heat. Hennig did, like you said, wrestle a flawless match. You got to give it to Flair for... Um, for applying the heat, um, and, and to Ramon for providing the muscle and making it, yep. look, you know, making it ultra believable. And it was uh, amazing. But that was a quiet turn because, at the, like we like we knew, you know, Hennig was um, was uh, in Flair's corner prior to all that. Right. You know, he was rehabbing, I think, an injury, and I know Bobby Heenan couldn't handle being on the road with Flair. Because Bobby was just, you know, he wasn't at that speed any longer to be going out drinking and carousing every night and then going to the, to the matches. So they put Henning on Flair 
to pretty much be his, uh, you know, be his go-between. Yeah, amazing time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember Bobby Heenan you know, talking about that and saying pretty, yeah, pretty much that you know he he just couldn't he couldn't keep up with Flair anymore. Like all, all of all of the shenanigans. Could keep up with Flair. Yeah, other than maybe Andre the Giant, you know, who else could? Right. <laughs> you know, but just real quick, and I like I may mention the story before, but a quick uh, Bubba Rogers story. I forget where they were pulling into. Um, might have been Charlotte or something, and Cornette was coming into the building, and Bubba was getting the bags out of the car, and the car door slammed, and it closed on Bubba's hand. And he's telling the, the driver, yo, open the door. You know, my, my, my hand's stuck in the open, open the door. And he's trying to get the guy to open the door. And they said he opened the door, Bubba stuck his hand in his pocket. They walked down the ramp through the garage door. They went through the door, the door closed, and then Bubba let out the loudest, girliest scream you could ever imagine. And Jim Cornette's like, what's the matter? He's like, <laughs> you know, why, 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 did, why didn't you say anything when we were outside? And he's like, Jimmy. The fans are outside. You know, I I, right. I I can't I can't look weak in front of those. I'm you know I'm I'm your bodyguard. How would that look if I'm screaming like a little girl because my hand is in the door? It goes back to a time of you know professionalism and kayfabe. They 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 lived it, you know, in the fans' eyes, and nothing was going to break that at all. I mean, here and you still speaking at it, right? There's, there's always yeah. been this argument in the indies. You get these indie kids that I laugh in their face because I don't care. Um, you know, you're like, oh, well, well you got to be in 15 years or 20 years before you can, uh, before you catch a break and, and go national. Nonsense. Ray Trailer, Bubba Rogers was in the business nine months when mm-hmm. uh, Crockett put him with Cornette. The smoking yep, yep. guns were in the business two years when they got signed. So don't give me this BS about you got to be in for 10, 15 years before you get a look. No, if you've got talent and you've got charisma yeah. and you know how to protect the business in kayfabe, you're going to go far quickly. That's the problem is you have to have talent. Uh, speaking of professionalism, do you mind if I put on a caller? Sure. You're going to love this one. You're going to love this you're one. Going to, you're going to regret it, Chaz. You're going to regret yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can just I, – I was already in the back seat. I'm going to be in the trunk after this one. Uh, let's bring on Rat Boy in Trenton. What's oh, going on? Oh, here we go. Hi, Chris. <laughs> Chaz, Chaz, hot and fast standing, brother. Hey, Chris, guess what, bro? Watch out. I'm officially a one-legged man in an ass-kicking contest. I know, I see that. And guess what? <laughs> when you're ready and willing, the match still goes on. Never say never, brother. So what platform are we going to use? Xbox, PlayStation, what are we doing? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm gonna we're going to start a list in the circle. Nice. You, know, you know what? There we go. We can form our own Survivor Series. You get a team and I get a team, and let's do the old classic Survivor Series. Well, how about we get it? We each get a team, and then you and I go over to the bar, have a couple of drinks, 
Well, they beat the hell out of each other. How's that sound? Yeah, that sounds good. We can do that. Right. I I was going to say, how about how about we do a gauntlet match where it's Rat Boy against like 10 people? Well, as long as I'm at the bar having a couple of drinks, I could care less. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be at the bar too, you know. Ten shots. Goblet match. I can do that. You know what else came up talking about years in the business? Um, I didn't realize it, but I got to go back and take a look at the exact. It's either the 14th or the 15th that I signed my first contract to start training, but um, I just celebrated my the beginning of my 14th year in the business. So I'm very proud of that. Congratulations. Well, congratulations. You know, congratulations. You're always the one-legged man. You know. Yeah, well, prior to my injury, I, I had gone pretty much as far as you can go without getting signed to a national company. I mean, you know, I, I've managed a lot of the greats, and I've managed against a lot of the greats. And, uh, you know, the funny part is you take a look at people that I've worked with and people I've worked against, and it's it's almost like a who's who. And I had um, one of the, the personal care technicians here is a wrestling fan, and he's like, you watch Raw? I'm like, yeah, and you see Adam Pierce on Raw? He goes, yeah. Well, so when Adam was wrestling, he was my client. I managed Adam. Oh, that's cool. After his that's last cool. NWA run, right before he got signed with the E. Oh, I mean, it was, for whatever it's worth, I'm in my 14th year. And like I said, right now it's not my priority, but at some point it will be again. Oh, yeah. yeah you're this this get back in good health. Put it that way. Oh, most definitely. Um, and I and I tell you what, help. you do have a show. You can still have a show. Then let me be the general manager of your show. Yeah, how's that? Not a problem. Not a problem, Chris. Hey, speaking of of good health, as uh, I've been kind of out of it. Has anybody got any updates on Stro? How's he doing? Uh, I think physically he's doing a lot better. I mean, I I haven't actually talked to him on the phone, but we've talked to him. We have like kind of a show chat going on, and he's always on there. He seems a lot better. Oh, cool. I think he's just um, – yeah, no, he, he does. He actually said that he's very interested in returning to the airways. We were talking about that the other day. Uh, but That's right awesome. now he's got a situation with his phone and his finances. So once he resolves that, that, he's back. What's I that? get that. I'm, I'm going to love to see what my medical bill looks like. I'm, I'm thinking oh, I'm sure. for, what, for, the, for the amount of stay in the two surgeries, I'm probably looking at anywhere between a half a million and a million dollars. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. The one other yeah. guy I wanted you guys to give out your prayers to um, is the amazing Velvet. And he's still battling cancer. And uh, oh, recently recently he had I'm a sorry small to hear that. stroke. He's going to make a full recovery from what he told me, but... You know, right now he's exhausted from from this uh, the small stroke that he had. Okay. Cool. Man, and I'm Velvet very I'm always, very sorry to hear that. Yeah, Velvet was always a mainstay on the panel with with uh, on WCW Retro. It was always you know Stro, myself, Velvet, yeah. Brian, and a few other guys. And Chris, Chris has come on more than once as well. Poor guy. That yeah, that sucks. That that's it feels like when it rains but he's it pours, a fighter. you know. He's a fighter. You know, when I ran yeah. um, 
when I ran a night to remember back in July, uh, Velvet came up and he says, bro, I want to work your show. I'm like, yeah, dude, come on up. I'll mm-hmm. put you in Battle Royal. I mean, and I put him over. And, you know, he won the Battle nice. Royal. And I'll tell you what, he got a pop and a half. I didn't know he was a wrestler. Oh, <laughs> I didn't yeah, know he was a wrestler. wrestler. He's been a wrestler That's for funny. 30 years. Susan Green trained him. Okay, wow. Who did? Susan Green was his trainer. Oh, you know what? Dr. John did tell me that. I, I forgot that. I just, uh, I don't pay a lot of yeah. attention to Dr. John. My God, that guy. John, Mr. Spock and E.T. are going to show up at your house he's, soon. He's, he's off in the house. He's yeah. off in the woods looking for Bigfoot or something, whatever he's doing. Bigfoot. Um, listen, I have, I, I have a real, real treat for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Real treat for you guys, uh-huh. actually. Uh, so our longtime co-host, and because of scheduling and timing and stuff, uh, we we haven't been able to make it work for a little while, but with the time change, I'm really hopeful. Uh, joining us on the line, once again, give it up, Derek McDonald, back in the fold. Oh, What's going on, Derek? Thank you. Thank oh, it's been you. so long. How you, how you been? Good. It's all one good, of those... Um, all good. Yeah. Think things are good. I, I I'm I'm not sure how much you heard of uh Chaz Moretti's saga, but he um he lost his, his leg recently. So we've been we've been talking about that a little bit, but my God, like yeah, this I took, guy I what, what an upbeat attitude. I didn't lose my leg, they took it the bastards. Right, right. <laughs> and now he's got he's gonna have a bionic weapon. Not unlike Lex Luger with the forearm apparently. Um, I, I would have curled up and died, personally. I mean, you know me. But uh, God bless them. God bless them, man. Yeah. Appreciate it, guys. Really do. <laughs> we were, I don't break character often, talk- but I really appreciate it. <laughs> we were um, Earlier tonight, we were talking about AEW, and I'd like to bring it full circle before we get out of here. Um, sure. I feel like that company, if they could get out of their own heads – and stop talking about damn competing with WWE. If they could just, like, worry about doing the best show that they could do. I think nothing could stop them, really. I'm, I'm tired of these major announcements. I'm tired of everything being the biggest thing ever. Um, the only thing that's really big for them is their roster and the amount of time that they're on the air every week. And it sucks because, like, my God, they just debuted Ronda Rousey on Ring of Honor. Like, this company gets it, but they can't get out of their own way. You want to know the problem, Brady? I'd I'd love to hear the problem. problem? I'm sure it's something I've said. Tony Khan. Tony Khan's the problem. Okay. Fanboy He's more worried about, you know. Yeah. He's worried about himself. He's worried about... Oh, I'm gonna make my next my seventeenth major announcement in two weeks, dude. Right, it's annoying. No one wants to see you. No one gives a flying hang about your major announcements. A flying what? Your announcers <laughs> could make those announcements. Right. And, and plus, you know what else? Plus, we already know about the announcements because it's all over the internet already. Mm. But. Derek, Derek, we were saying earlier, like like Swerve Strickland is amazing. They've done, they've done such a good job with him, 
And it's like, is there a cap to him? Do you know what I mean? Yes. There is a cap. And and, and I love Strickland. I, I, I love him when he was in, you know, NXT. I, I love him when he was in MLW. Um, the, the, the thing, the problem I think they have with AEW is, like you said, Tony Khan, but I've seen this story before. And it, had, it was with WCW. See, what, what Khan is doing is he's taking, like, if you look at the past two years, you look at the guys he signed. He signed Jeff Hardy. He's brought in Edge. You know, he brought in Christian. Christian's worked for him. But he's bringing in all these guys who've had runs 10, 15 years in the past. Meanwhile, if you look at WWE, they brought in Jay Cargill. Now, I'm the biggest Edge fan in the world. But if I had to trade Edge for Jay Cargill, I would say WWE won that. But even though Jade hasn't been on television yet, her upside in 2023 is way higher than Edge's is in, in, in 2023. And I think, like what? I said, Tony Khan is a, is a fanboy. And when he gets these opportunities to sign an Edge, um, a Ric Flair, this one and that one, I think the fan in him goes, oh, I have to do it, when he's, in reality he's hurting his company. To a certain extent. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Uh, I look at it like it's very reminiscent of, like, the 90s when, like, you know, okay, we'll take Ric Flair and Edge and, you know, we'll take them and you guys can have Jade Cargill and Brian Pillman Jr., who to me, it's the biggest travesty in the world that they're not calling him Brian Pillman because he's basically doing that gimmick. Uh, but names aside, I think he's somebody that's going to do really well if they give him a chance. And it's like he never really got that chance in AEW, and that's kind of the same thing that happened to Austin and Regal and Hunter and so many other people in WCW back in the day when all these old names came over. And, you know, going along with that, going along with that, guys, I was in a locker room one time. You know, I was in a locker room one time with a, um, working a show up in Wisconsin, and uh, Nash was in, was working, and uh, Honky Tonk was working the show. And Honky Tonk said it best. He said, you know, when I am when I got signed after Vince released me and I got signed with WCW, I didn't work for two and a half years, but I got paid, so what did I care? <laughs> right. Lenny Poffer. Yeah, but that's yeah. the same problem, or a similar problem to what we're talking about with AEW. You can't put that entire roster between Dynamite, Saturday Night, and and pay-per-views. You can't put that entire roster on all the time. At some point, you're either going to have to start weeding out, or you're going to go bankrupt. Or, in his case, his father's going to pull the plug. Because between having the Jacksonville Jaguars having Fulham FC, which is going nowhere in the EPL right now, and having AEW, okay, one's got to be the tax write-off, but at some point, if you keep bleeding money, you're going to have to cut one. And unfortunately, my gut is that AEW is going to be the one that's bleeding money. Yeah, well, can you really bleed money if you're owned by a billionaire? I mean, I know you can, but... You is can it, on paper. He can, 
he can allow his he can allow his fantasy to. It's like me with my action figures back in the day. Like right. I, I used to run these intricate cards, and I, I was an amazing booker. I, I give myself all the credit in the world for that. And I had this whole concept of you go right to the finish. You do a finishing move and a finish, and, and that's all you need. Just like sex, Chaz. You know, um, that's all you need is that you go right to the end. Uh, I'm just playing, of course, but uh, you know. I, I didn't have a budget. I didn't have to worry about money. My budget was like how much my parents gave me to go to Kmart and buy a new figure. Right. And th- and that's his budget. Exactly. But, you know, and here, but at some point, though, Hold on. at some point in looking at looking at the bottom line on paper or looking at what the product is, if he even does it, at some point, Dad may lose interest. Dad might say, I'm tired Could of be. spending money and not making anything out of it. You're cut off. Could be. Now what? Could be. So what happened to Eric Bishop? Well, no, I guess not really. Go ahead. There's another thing that hurt him. He built that company to be an alternative to WWE, right? But it was an alternative to a Vince McMahon ran WWE. If you look at what Triple H is doing now with the product, you know, if you're in AEW, how could you not look at what they did to Cody Rose and go, oh, well, Cody was over here. Maybe Cody went over there, and he's the, probably the biggest baby face they have or one of the biggest baby faces on yeah. the card. Like, I'm, like when they interviewed Jade, Jade, Jade said, she goes, Cody coming over here played a big part in me coming over here. So if you're Ricky Starks and your best, you know, Cody's, one of your close friends, Jay's one of your close friends, you don't think they're telling Ricky Flair, hey, Ricky, you come over here, get a fresh coat of paint, and they'll shoot you like a star. No question. As opposed to AEW, as opposed to AEW where a guy like Ricky Starks gets some momentum going, and then before you know it, they beat the guy. And he's right back down to where he started again. Nobody can ever break they, through, you know, that ceiling. I'm going to tell you guys something. I agree with you wholeheartedly. And I'm going to say another thing. Next year, 2024... When that contract expires, AEW is going to lose Friedman. They're going to lose MJF. He's I heard he extended. Go to WWE. Did they extend? I heard he extended. That's what I heard. I don't know that it's confirmed. Okay, but if they didn't, they're going to lose yeah, him. They would have lost. They're going to package him up, and they're going to make him into the next coming of either Ric Flair, Nick Bockwinkel, or a combination of the two. I'm, I'm convinced. Um, yeah. uh, now I don't think I don't think wrestlers sit and watch Raw, for example. But they got to hear when Raw opens up, right? And you've got Jey Uso, Sami Zayn. There were four of them. Who was it? it Jey Uso, Sami Zayn, Cody Rhodes. Who was the fourth one? Does anybody remember? Seth Rollins. All four of them were getting reactions like it was right out of the Attitude Era, with the fans singing along with them, having fun over the top, and like, you know, anybody from AEW, I would think that's looking at that is thinking, well, here's Cody. They couldn't get him over in AEW. Everybody was booing him and sick of him. What is WWE doing differently? It's nothing. It's just the placement. It's, you know, they presented him as, in AEW, he was a guy who wasn't allowed to be a top guy, so why would I get behind him? In WWE, he's a top guy. 
And they've treated him like a top guy from the moment he got back there. And the same thing can sort of be said for Sammy Zane, can certainly be said for Jey Uso, and can certainly be said for Seth Rollins. That's just four of them. I feel like there's so many acts right now in WWE that are over, I can't ever remember that happening. Right. You know, and, and even, even let's go back a couple of years. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Remember Brady used to joke, you couldn't tell the Usos apart. Remember he always joke, like, I don't know which one is which. And now you look at Jane, you look at Jimmy, and they have two distinctive personalities. And they're different. Right. Yeah, it's, right. it's, it's, it's crazy. But, you know, even going back a couple of years ago, you want to talk about Triple H's influence. Um, let's go back a couple of years ago to NXT when you had Bobby Roode and Nakamura feuding. Those guys were treated like top guys. Yeah. And let's be honest, Nakamura and Bobby Roode are mid-carders. They're always going to be mid-carders. But you had that feud together and a couple of takeovers, and um, I, to this day, love Bobby Roode's entrance because it reminded me of the old days with the NWA. And people singing along with Nakamura's entrance. I mean, yep. and the wrestling was good. I mean, that, that's that's the difference. Like you said, it, it's in the it's in the the attitude of how you treat these guys and how you package them. Absolutely, absolutely. I, yeah, I can't I mean, argue with that. I mean, even good Monday night. One of my favorite hill turns of all time when Brett turned hill, like late '95 into '96. Because you know they always say the best hills are the ones who tell the truth, but you still hate them. Everything Drew McIntyre said on Monday, everything absolutely true. He had every reason to be upset, but the people still booed him. And I think those are the best hill turns. And they, they, they turn Drew into a hill. You know, Roman's awesome when he shows up. I know people are mad he doesn't show up all the time, but Roman's awesome when he shows up. When you turn on AEW, it's pretty much MJF and then everybody else under him. Nobody, like, he, he, he comes off like he's the big fish in a small pond over there. You're right. Yeah. 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 You're you're right. You're right. Absolutely. Uh, so we so we do have to uh, get moving on this show uh because we are out of time. Uh but I'm going to give each 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 of you a chance to kind of summarize what we've been saying, I guess. Uh Howard, I'll start with you. Anything to add? Uh no, not really. I think you know everybody said it very well and I would never want to add to any of that, you know, I think everybody has great points, and you know, I, I don't have anything as a follow-up. Okay, okay. Uh, Derek, anything else? Um, no, I just think, like you said with Tony Khan, he has to figure things out, because if you look at his show, and you look at a Triple H show, they're completely different, and I know if I was in the AEW, like if I was... Andrade, and I watched what Santos Escobar did on on, on Friday. <laughs> I would right. myself, well, I, I need to get back to the Triple H and my wife because there's more opportunity over there, you know? Um, that was impactful. So they need to, yep, yeah, I agree. They to, and, and they need to figure it out quickly because, you know, Triple H is taking these guys who Vince told us for years didn't mean anything. He's giving them TV time. He's giving them promo packages. And... They're starting to mean something. You know, John, Johnny Gargano was the coldest guy all year, and then you watched his match on Monday, and they're chanting Johnny Russell. Well, that's because Triple H is giving people a reason to care about him and Tommaso Ciampa. 
you so much. Please don't be a stranger uh, moving forward. You know, I'll, this I'll, is I'll be back next week, Brady. You have my word. Awesome. I can't wait. I want to talk about all this and more. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Uh, Chaz, I'll give you a chance to kind of summarize. Uh, guys, thank you so much for allowing me to explain exactly what happened so that there's no conjecture and uh, no questions or conspiracies of or, or of course. just bullshit about, you know, what happened to me. And this is what happened. Our hearts are with you. Our hearts are with you. Yeah, I really appreciate that. I appreciate everybody's support. And, uh, you know, like I said, um, while my well, my time at ringside now is going is been put on the back burner, I still don't, I still haven't lost my love for the sport. And for what I feel is right and wrong. So again, thank you again for the platform in which to express my views. Of course, man. Of course, love you. We'll definitely talk soon. I hope. Absolutely. Cool. All right. Uh, with that said, I think we're going to close things out. Uh, I wanted to. Well, Howard, first of all, let's start out with you. So WCW Retro this Thursday. The Thanksgiving edition of the show. Uh, and by the way, it takes a special kind of person to sit down for two hours with Rat Boy on Thanksgiving. So between <laughs> you and Chaz, I really appreciate it. Uh, but give us a little preview once again. Yeah, and, and I'm not sure how I'm going to handle Rat Boy on a full stomach. Because usually I'm not that full <laughs> when I handle him. But, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll, we'll goes. But we'll be talking, um, you know, classic Survivor Series, the old school Survivor Series matches um, and pay-per-views and maybe get some fantasy booking on, you know, the callers, you know, Survivor Series teams and see kind of how they match up. Cool. Cool. Very cool. Uh, so anyway, on our end, uh, thank you for everybody for checking out In the Room this week right here on the VOC Nation Wrestling Network. Be on the lookout for WCW Retro. Of course, the new Top Rope Radio Show is back. Rock and Roll Union has new episodes dropping, bumps and thumps. So the network is expanding once again. I'm really excited about that. Uh, thank you to all the callers. Uh, Radboy, sorry I cut you off that second time, but we're just out of time, brother. So thank you to everybody for calling in tonight. Uh, we'll be back once again next week, 7.30 Eastern. And I love this time slot so much better uh, because we'd barely be getting into it right now. And I'm ready to go to bed. This is awesome. Uh, from my NDCWA returns this Thursday for Thanksgiving at noon. It's the Turkey Bowl, the Thanksgiving tradition you've been waiting for. Check it out on YouTube. Just search for ECWA 1967, and you'll be able to check out the Turkey Bowl and the awesome costumes that myself and uh, Will Strauss, the other commentator, are in. Uh, you guys are going to have a good time with that. It's, it's always a fun show. Basically, it's a giant uh, gauntlet match where the names are picked at random and the stipulations are picked at random. So it's always a good time. So be sure to check out, once again, YouTube. Uh, just search ECWA 1967. But that's going to do it for tonight. Everybody take care. Be good to each other. Love you all very much, and we'll talk real soon. Bye-bye.